Welcome to the Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of the Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with a new heaven and a new earth as we pick up in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. I saw a new heaven, a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. Now we are on beyond the thousand years. The first heaven has passed away. Peter tells it it passes away with a great noise, with a fervent heat, as the elements are dissolved. Now, God spoke the universe into existence. And in speaking it into existence, he spoke into existence a scientific puzzle. For in speaking matter into existence, he brought the protons and electrons, assembled them together. And in creating the atoms, centering or bringing into the heart of the atom the protons tightly knit together in the nucleus of the atom, he violated the law of electricity. Coulomb's Law, which speaks of the repelling force of positive charges. Positive poles repel. Try to put them together and they'll fight. There's a repelling force of positive charges. Tremendously powerful repelling force. The atom bomb illustrates to us the true nature of an atom. For what is happening is the nucleus of an atom is bombarded with slow-moving neutrons that upset the delicate balance of the protons in the heart of the atom, and it releases them. And as it releases them, you have this tremendous release of energy and power, and you see the tremendous power released when the atoms are set free, the protons within an atom are set free. You see the power that is released. It is an equivalent power that holds them together. It takes an equivalent power to hold the nucleus of an atom together. That is released when the nucleus is unbalanced. Now, God who holds together the universe by the word of his power, and and we are told this in the scripture, He created it with the word of his power, and by him all things are held together. He's holding the whole thing together. All he's going to do is relax and let it go. And the whole material universe will just go up in one gigantic puff. The elements will be dissolved and melted, he said, with a fervent heat. The heavens being on fire. The whole material universe following now the natural laws the protons repelling each other, this whole material universe will go out of existence in a moment's time. And then God said, Behold, I create all things new. Isaiah 66. There will be a new heaven, a new earth, and the former will not be remembered or brought into mind. We're not going to sit around after that age 
and say, remember down on earth, you know, we used to do this, that, that, that. God's just going to excise from our brains all of those DNA molecules that hold those memory stores and banks and pop, it's gone. Not be remembered or brought into mind. First heaven, first earth passed away. No more sea. Too bad, surfers. <laughs> but I'm sure God will have something that's quite superior. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now, this new earth will be orbited by the new Jerusalem. I believe that the new Jerusalem will actually be in orbit around the new earth. It will be approximately the size of the moon. It'll be cubed, however, rather than round. And it uh, will be 1,400 miles cubed. Now, if we live dimensionally at that time, you know, we live on the surface of the earth. But if you had a cube and we live dimensionally, it's interesting to get out your pencil and notepad and figure how many square miles you could get in a cube that was 1,400 miles in each direction. You'd be amazed what 1,400 cubed becomes. Needless to say, you could all have a square mile. <laughs> and if you need more, you know, if we need more space, what you do is just move your ceiling down to a half mile and you double again the capacity. I heard the great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them. God is now going to dwell in the midst and among his people. They shall be his people. God himself shall be with them and be their God. He'll wipe away all tears, for there will be no more death. Death will be abolished forever. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. No physical infirmities, no weaknesses, no tiredness, no weariness. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. It sounds like a dream, doesn't it? It sounds like a fairy tale. It sounds like too good to be true. And because it is true, really just so good that it's hard for us to conceive. The Lord puts the special little, write these things because these sayings are faithful and true. God attests now to the truth of what he's declaring. You can believe it. You can trust it. And he said unto me, it is finished. I am Alpha and the Omega. Jesus is called the author and the finisher of our faith. 
the beginning, the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. Jesus, that day on the Temple Mount, cried, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. To the woman at the well, he said, If you drink of this water, you'll thirst again. If you drink of the water that I'll give, you'll never thirst again. And now once more, the invitation for those that are thirsty, he will give the fountains of living water freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Come, ye blessed of the Father, inherit, Jesus said, the things that were prepared from you from the foundations of the earth. We are told about the glorious inheritance of the saints in light. That inheritance that has, if we are sons of God, then we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We're going to inherit the whole new universe that God creates. It's all ours. <laughs> to enjoy to the fullest with him. And I will be his God and he will be my son. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. What a privilege and what a blessing. But outside, the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, murderers, the whoremongers, the drug abusers, the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. We've already looked at that. And there came unto me one of the seven angels. Now, these are the angels that had those seven final vials. One of them showed him the destruction of the religious Babylon system, chapter 17. Now, again, one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, came and talked with me saying, come over here and I'll show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And so he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. And he showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like jasper stone, clear as crystal. So uh, just that uh, you see how light refracts in a crystal and just the brilliance or in a diamond, the refraction of light and the glorious colors that are coming forth from the new Jerusalem as it descends out of heaven to take its orbit or place of orbit around the new earth. It had a wall great and high, 12 gates. The 12 gates were 12 angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. So the company includes those believers of the Old Testament time, Abraham, and all of those who got imputed righteousness through their faith, but also the foundations with the names of the apostles representing the church. Three gates on the north, three on the south, three on the east, three on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations, and those the names of the apostles of the Lamb. And this angel talked with me, had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. And the city is four square, or it is squared. The length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with a reed, 12,000 furlongs. 1,400 miles approximately, and the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. So it's a square. 
And he measured the wall, 144 cubits according to the measure of a man. So a cubit about 18 inches. So the height of the wall, about 200 feet or so. And the building of the wall was of jasper. And the city was pure gold, like clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper. The second was sapphire. The third was chalcedony. The fourth was an emerald. The fifth was a sardonyx. The sixth was a sardis. The seventh, chrysolite. The eighth, beryl. The ninth, topaz. The tenth, a chrysopressus. The eleventh, a janseth. And the twelfth, an amethyst. Janketh. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. And every several gate was one pearl, or each one huge pearl, each gate. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. I think God's doing that just to show us that the value system is totally different in heaven as it is here. You know, that which we highly prize and value and, you know, will, men will lie for, kill for, steal and all. No value up there. It's just asphalt, you know. <laughs> I saw no temple therein. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. No need of a temple. Because we meet God everywhere now. He's dwelling with His people. There's, there's, you need no meeting place where you go to meet God. He's dwelling amongst His people. The city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. That glorious incandescent light of the Shekinah of God, the glory of God. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles or whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So there will be limited access. Now, perhaps God is going to create another new order upon the earth. The new earth. Very possible. You can't limit God. There's no real proof that man is the first order that God created upon the earth here. Adam is the first of the homo sapiens after his type. But what kind of persons or beings or intelligent beings God created before man? Who knows? And what kind God may create after us? Who knows? I mean, God's got a lot of secrets that he hasn't told us yet. And it's going to be a glorious time in eternity discovering the mysteries of God. That is, the truths that have not yet been revealed. Now, the church was a mystery. God didn't reveal the truth of the church until the New Testament times. And Paul said he's, you know, he's hid these things from the Old Testament prophets, but now he's revealed them unto us. The mystery of the church. So there are glorious things. There are nations. And, and the 
access, though, to this heavenly city will be the kings. We will reign with them as kings, bringing the glory of the nations unto him. So just what kind of order or whatever is only speculation and as such worthless, but it will be interesting when we get there and we find out. I'm not going to add to it. (laughs) And he showed me a pure river. (laughs) You know it's got to be a new heaven and new earth. They don't exist here anymore. (laughs) He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and and of the Lamb. And in the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, There was the tree of life, which bore twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. So you have an interesting kind of a tree here. And of course, again, you know, we've been fooling around genetically with with trees and plants, and we've been able to do a lot of interesting things with genetic uh, uh, manipulation of, of plants and trees, created different types of hybrids and different kinds of resistances and so forth. In fact, they've, they've created a tomato plant now in Israel at the uh, Beersheba uh, University, a tomato plant that you can irrigate with uh, seawater. Uh, you don't get salted tomatoes, uh, <laughs> but uh, they do. And, but who knows? Maybe they'll be able to develop that in time where you, 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 the tomato would already be salted, you know, when you uh, get it. But they are irrigating tomato plants now with uh, Mediterranean uh, seawater. And uh, they're, they're doing a lot of things with the genetic uh, codes in, of course. And it's great what man has been able to do, messing around the genetic codes of, of some of the plants and some of the trees. When I was a kid, we lived on North Broadway Street here in Santa Ana. And we had a tree that had both navel and Valencia oranges growing on it, as well as grapefruit and lemons. So we could, you know, during part of the year, pick the Valencia oranges. During the winter months, pick the navel oranges. And in the meantime, eat the grapefruit and and have lemonade. And it was just a thing of grafting, you know, into the basic root system, the various types of citrus fruit. And, and now you can buy some trees that have peaches and nectarines on them, you know. And uh, it, it's interesting. They're doing a lot of interesting things. with. Well, now, God's going to have a tree that's going to have 12 different kinds of fruit, and every month the fruit will be ripe. That's going to be a neat tree. I, I, <laughs> I'm such a fruit lover anyhow that I'm going to... See if I can get a few of those planted in my yard. (laughs) And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. So there will be a medicinal value in the leaves of the tree. There shall be no more curse. The earth, you remember, was cursed as a result of sin. Cursed be the ground, thorns and thistles shall it bring forth. Cursed be man, by the sweat of the brow shall he earn his bread and so forth. There will be no more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. 
And they shall see his face. Blessed are the pure in heart, Jesus said, for they shall see God. They shall see his face and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, no need for candles or light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever. Hard to believe, isn't it? That's why he immediately said, and he said unto me, these sayings are faithful and true. <laughs> Woo, you know, it sounds too good to be true. It sounds just, you know, wow. And, and so the Lord affirms, hey, these are true and faithful sayings. Again, the affirmation of the truth of what God is declaring for your skeptical mind that finds it hard to believe that God should do such a thing for us, for we are so unworthy and undeserving that we should reign forever and ever in His glorious new kingdom and new world and new age. And so the Lord assures you, these are true and faithful saints. with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Revelation on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Revelation 20 through 22 when visiting thewordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today. P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you this week, working in your life, His glorious work. May this be a time of spiritual growth as you get into the Word and as you study and as you yield your life to God. That His love might be manifested through you. And so God bless you. Fill you with the Spirit keep you in His love. In the name of Jesus. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. It's with great honor that the Word for Today would like to present Pastor Chuck Smith's book entitled Prayer, Our Glorious Privilege. With great clarity, Pastor Chuck masterfully taught the principles of praying to God our Father and emphasized the power that belongs to each one of us when we rely on the Holy Spirit to guide and nurture our prayer lives. I want to encourage you to pick up a copy of Pastor Chuck's book, 
prayer, our glorious privilege, and study it to put these biblical principles into practice. Read this book and come to the most amazing realization that prayer is the most potent weapon in your spiritual arsenal, and use it with great promise and hope. For when you begin a life of prayer, you begin a great adventure. To order a copy of this book in print or to download a digital copy, please visit thewordfortoday.org or call The Word for Today at 800-272-9673.